Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The Witching Hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pax Blue Ribbon! Hey, Metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the Ultimate Underground Metal Tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi, but they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson and Finer Things Sundays located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street open 3pm to 4am 7 days a week get your asses out to the mag bar rock out For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They are open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
the year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, Better Days are surely in your future. In a broken wasteland, I come to my fire. Blood and steel upon my fire. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in this week to The Metal Forge. And this week is the, uh, technically it's the last week of the month, so we're doing the thing again, where we're doing the two albums from Jason Gardner, two albums from Sean Frazier from Wise Blood Records, who is here right now. Somebody say hello. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and two albums from myself. And um, so over the last month, Sean, how have you been, man? I've been pretty good, yeah. Uh, things are super busy with, uh, with Wise Blood Records. Uh, we have the Grave Ripper album coming out next week. Um, and the week after that, we launched pre-orders for the new Black Knife record. So a lot of really nasty black and thrash on the way. Which... Funny that you mentioned that because uh, Hellwolf messaged me earlier today, and I asked. I was like, "Hey, man, did you get a chance to listen to the previous, uh, you know, uh, album conversation with with you and and Jason?" He goes, "I just finished it," and I was like, "Dude, that is great!" And he, and he of course, he thanks us thanks us for the shouts out. As always, shouts out to him. But he said, Bernie's Eternal Weekend is a far better album title as well. Uh, in comparison to Baby Eater Witch. which Yes. Uh, I'm excited to roll out uh, for good, for real, uh, in a couple weeks. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think that's a great thing in metal and everything today is like, yeah, you do have like super abrasive band names and stuff like Anal Cunt and shit like that. But like... In the whole, like, thing of thing, it's like, who gives a fuck what anything is called anymore? Because you can I mean, just fucking name it what the fuck ever you want. And if it's abrasive, who gives a fuck? 
I mean, yeah, there are lines you don't cross, like... I, like, fucking, I cheered for the Nazis or some shit. You don't, like... Right. My, clan, my clan member with a K, that wouldn't be a very good, uh... Yeah, that probably wouldn't be a good thing. That wouldn't be on my show. But I mean, I'm sure fucking that might be John Schaefer's next album. Who knows? It's funny. Um, <laughs> last uh, Maiden show I saw, they played the Klansman. The, the yeah, and, and Bruce saw. pointed it out. And there was a disclaimer before. He's like, now this is with a C and not a K. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. When I, when I saw him in Indy. Or uh, in Noblesville, yeah. they did that. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was 2019, by the way. Seems like a different world, man. It like, does. It's like, like there would be like BC and AD, and then there would be like BC and AC before COVID, after COVID. You know? it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's almost like it's going to be like a, like a timestamp. Like, what were you doing BC? Before Christ? No, before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Um, boy yeah I mean it is a completely different world now because here I'm fucking four years deep into a fucking podcast that I never thought that I would be doing (laughs) yeah it it definitely was like uh, a sort of uh, fork in the road and I was like what if I go the route where I'm like more poor but put out more music yeah and uh that's what i chose it's all right i think you picked the right route actually for Me too. everybody else yes <laughs> well and honestly you know sean and, and this is my reasoning for doing the podcast is yeah. because it's about spreading the word of metal and you know why not get into a deal where you can connect with people in other cities like Jason in Asheville, me in Louisville and you in Indy and whoever else that we each individually talk to that like, you know, we keep our community alive metal wise. I think, uh, I think the role of uh, what I call the metal ambassador in every, yeah. in every city is is important for you know networking and a lot of those people have their sort of pulse on uh the shows in the area the venues uh uh that are solid and treat you know uh talent right and mm-hmm. customers right uh they know the good record stores you know that are going to have the selection uh so yeah i i love networking with people uh across the across the country especially oh for sure keeping absolutely it, keeping it tight and and what's also so cool about that is you just recently co-promoted uh, Heavy Hell Four. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to give you know ninety nine percent of that credit to to Dustin, uh, right? Because he does all he does all the booking and negotiating, and basically at the end of it, he lets me put my name on this beautiful lineup. <laughs> uh, you know, with with only a little input, but it's it's really him and the black circle staff and then i get to enjoy the uh, the glory of having a wise blood in indoor stage well you know? the, the, the couple of times that i've been up there you've been running the door at least yeah this one i had a i had a label table uh and yeah uh, so i had like a wise blood presence um and uh the the most involved i get now uh is i just go get water and drinks for the staff and uh, <laughs> tell them that tell them thank you for sweating with me. Nice, dude. That yeah. should be honestly. That should be like a a single song for like fifteen band sampler for you all. The the label table. Mm. 
yeah. It's, that's a good point. It's all of the bands that you can buy on our table when you come to the shows. Here is one song each. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I put I put out something kind of like that with Kumas mm-hmm. last year, uh, and I'm definitely going to do it again. I'm definitely going to do some sort of, you know, because I I don't know about you guys, but like compilations were that that's where it was at for discovering new new yeah. music for me when I was like pretty broke growing up, and I was like, how do I learn about twenty bands I've heard about? Uh, well, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Just and, like, and I had dial up, so and there was no Spotify, so Right. And just oh, no, going Lime, to LimeWire or some shit. LimeWire, yes, Soul yes. Music. Fucking <laughs> I what, didn't know about that one. Bear Share, fucking all this other weird shit. Fucking all these other P2P fucking sharing sites. Yeah. <laughs> fucking or you know what I really enjoyed was um in our little fucking shithole town that's like 30 miles uh, north of Louisville, uh, we had a guy in the scene up there and his sister, um, shout out to Mike and Crystal, um, but they were like on the Roadrunner Street team. So they would get sampler discs all the fucking time to pass out for like nothing. Like... As long as, you know, you were, they weren't like, you know, you, they weren't finding them in fucking dumpsters and shit, you know? Yeah. But yeah, back in the day, dude, like uh, labels did that shit where they had those, those samplers and shit. And, and like, really, that's what I liked about going to like festival shows like Ozfest back in the day where every, where they had the village of like vendors and shit. And it was all fucking different weird shit. Like, everybody had free shit they were giving away, and there was always shit that you could buy. But, yeah, it's all fucking changed now. <laughs> yeah, it's all I mean, like, visit our playlist with this QR code. It's like, yeah, it's not quite the same. You know? No, it's, like, it's not. Which is yeah. why which is why I wanted to put out a compilation album, like, like the Metal Forge did with Volume 1. And so, yeah, Sean, I totally get what you mean. And then, you know, there's just a lot that goes into it, (laughs) especially like when you're like securing the rights to everything. Yeah, it's a lot of reaching out to people and you assume you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. Like who doesn't mind a little extra, you know, free promotion and And, and maybe a little scroll in the end of the day. Right. Uh, but it's still, you got to ask. And that's like for if you're doing huge compilations too with like, you know, 15, 20 plus bands, um, that can, uh, that's, it's, it's tedious but necessary. So I, uh, and then the artwork and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a whole, whole rigmarole. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have definitely have another Wise Blood compilation out at the end of the year on a cheap ass cd just the cheapest one i can just so <laughs> the kunaki just print man hey you know the the kunaki print works dude i yeah, swear yeah. by it jason swears by it yeah man i i used to use kunaki for our self-release stuff and then i uh, used it again for a repress for our last uh full-length album or not last full length, but the one before our last one right um, it looks good i just got a uh I just did a sleeve. I didn't do a jewel case, so it's just the R on the front and back, and and that's it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, you know, I did the jewel case for Blood for Blood's uh, 10th anniversary print where it's got the bonus tracks and the actual disc artwork. And it looks great in the jewel case. I mean, and they're sealed. They're not like, they're poly sealed, but they're not like shrink wrapped, you know. So there's like a little bit of play in the in the in the package, but what? It's an automated service. Nobody works there. What do you expect? <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, what's up? Oh yeah, no, I think uh, CD wise, uh, these days I've been using Atomic Disc. Oh if yeah, I need something real, real fast. Yeah, uh, I've been using them, and it's been really good. But I'm always open to learn about new businesses, especially if they're like kind of smaller smaller run you know smaller businesses i mean kudaki is like the skynet of cd printing you know (laughs) oh yeah and you know the funny thing is is how i found out about it was me and a guy in the scene um i'm not gonna say i won't say uh his name for the reason why he was using kunaki and how i know it's completely an un un or it's a completely automated system is because uh, we have a flea market here in town. It's a real fucking dirt flea market. It's only open on the weekends. It's real skeevy. It's the one where the fucking like you never see the uh, the attendant in the booth. It's always the porn booth in the back of the place and shit. <laughs> the attendant is never there and it's always locked up. Uh, and the kids are always out looking at it and shit because you could see titles through the fucking like mesh fence. It's a skeevy <laughs> fucking place. Well, he was fucking printing copies of brand new movies that were pirated with artwork and selling them at the flea market for like 10 bucks a piece. And like Kunaki was printing them <laughs> and he was getting oh, like shit. hundreds of them at the time. <laughs> oh my God. That's and then, uh. And then he told me about they've got a record service now. And he's like, I haven't tried it yet, but I want to. So I actually did it. And I was like, dude, it's not bad for a lathe cut record. I mean, you know, it's it's what it is. You're uploading a digital file and, you know. <laughs> but that's how I found out that it was completely automated and you could run what the fuck ever you wanted out of there and they don't give a shit. Yeah. So... <laughs> They don't realize the copyright minefield that they stepped into. Oh, God, no. (laughs) No. And I I guess the thing about it, too, is, is like, I guess if it's because it's a completely automated system, I guess they can plead fucking, like, non-involvement, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's all between the user and the machine at that point. Mm-hmm. So, You're right. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, we're just the liaison, you know. We we didn't. Yeah, we just it. set up the website for everybody to do it in the machines. We're not actually running nothing. We have a service tech that goes in and replaces fucking shit when it breaks, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we're not gonna, you know, reflect upon the ethics of the situation. Mm. We're just gonna press print. And, you know, for them being called Kunaki, the funny thing is, is they're actually in Nevada. <laughs> Nevada-based? <laughs> yeah. Hey, the machine moved. It used to be in New York because I would get CDs in, like, for two days. Oh, no shit. They moved, Nevada. they moved to Nevada. I think they I think they send it from Nevada to New York, and they send it from New York to you mm. still. Yeah. <clears throat> See, I get, but, mine uh, from, I get mine straight up from Nevada, so. Really? Yeah, and it takes, like, three days. Because last time I ordered them, it was like had like a New York um, postage 
stamp on it. Well, when you had yours sent to me, they came from Nevada. Okay, well, maybe they changed. Yeah. So, here we are, the main event of the show. You know, we've talked for a few minutes here about uh, happenings and such. Um, so, yeah. Two albums from each of us. Uh, who wants the blood match to go first? <laughs> I, uh, I, I'll, I'll talk about um, just uh, my two picks. Sure. Were, uh, were a couple death metal bands that, uh, that I've loved for a while now. Uh, obviously, the uh, Incantation yes. uh, just appeared. on their. That's their first time they've been on the Decibel Magazine cover. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, I've loved incantation and they're definitely one of my favorite, uh, you know, representations of American death metal. Cause they had that cavernous kind of, you know, blasphemous quality definitely. Um, that really appealed to me when I was getting into death metal and continue to this day. Um, and I think their new album is fantastic. Uh, have you guys had a chance to listen to that one at all? Uh, I did what I listened to was what was available on Bandcamp for the pre-order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Th- I did that, and so I did the. Th- I think it was three songs. Let me uh, let me go back to it because I've I've still got it here on uh, my Bandcamp page. Unholy De- uh, Deification, which uh, when John was on the Metal Forge back in January, we were talking about the release of that coming later this year. So yeah. here we are finally at it. Uh, obviously, you know, it's on purple vinyl that's going to be on CD and cassette, uh, and the shirts on all of that deal. So the three songs I listened to, uh, uh, was Concordat, uh, Homunculus and Invocation. And yeah, uh, they, they totally check the boxes. I, I absolutely love, uh, what they're doing. And, you know, I've, I've loved Incantation for a long time, too. And it was actually really cool getting to, to finally hear the new stuff that John was talking about back in January, just being so excited to talk about it. And, and what I think is they're, they're, they just have a ridiculous precision. Mm-hmm. And for them to like not play to any track or any click or anything like that to, to be as precision as they are is, is pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, you know, I good po- oh, uh, points on that one. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, the, the other one I picked was, uh, the new album by horrendous. Um, they, uh, you know, they already got, uh, album of the year from decibel magazine, uh, one time, uh, and I actually did a cover story for for them also um, nice. about this album. So, you know, this was something like this is a record I basically lived in for a month and listened to almost every day because um, I just get sort of obsessive when I'm writing about stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I go back with these guys a little bit um, just because we both lived in Philly for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, I just – I if – if death metal bands for the next decade would sort of mimic them and blood incantation, I'd be very happy uh, with just the styles of death metal that are appealing to me. You know, there's like a little, little bit of the sweet death thing that they did earlier in their career, like Gorman, you know, mm-hmm. early Tiamat, stuff like that. 
Um, but they also a lot of Schuldiner and a lot of their own their own sort of proggy uh expansive approach to death yeah metal. their their proggy techie approach yeah yeah um and, absolute crushing record uh i think that's going to be in a lot of end of year lists yeah it 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 is i thought it was extremely heavy like the entire yeah. way through there is no fucking reprieve and by the end of it because yeah i did li- i you know, I pre-ordered it or ordered it and everything on Bandcamp, and it was just like, "Holy shit, man!" <laughs> it's like yeah. it it absolutely blew me away. And you know, while they are not necessarily my thing, yeah, uh, listening to it and like actually, you know, giving it a few spins and being like, you know, I I know definitely at least two handfuls of people that I could really turn this on to and they would be like, fuck, dude, thank you. That is awesome. So, and that I think is really where it's at. And and I love the cover art for it too. So, it's real fucking uh, whimsical, nasty, deathy, fucking yeah. demon-y <laughs> fucking... What, what, what uh, you would think death metal should be an album cover of. Just like dripping anatomy, yeah, like sort of alien. We're not really sure what gnarliness we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, because there's a skull yeah. that's kind of mutating into a demon and a cave-looking kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. I dig it. Uh, I completely dig it. And anything that's red and yellow, anyways, is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it checks the boxes there. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Did you listen to either of these two? I actually did not, but I am pretty sure um, there was a new incantation song on this movie I started watching called Death Metal, which I know they had. Um, they're on the soundtrack. Um, the the movie is pretty rough, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna finish it up because like uh, I'm I like watching um, I like watching movies with musicians that trying trying to act like musicians or. People try to act like musicians in movies because I like to see how real it looks. Uh, right. I, always, I always just kind of like focus in on that kind of stuff. Um, but they might be in the movie too. But I know they have a song or two in the soundtrack. So what's um, uh, Pledge a, Night? I'm pretty sure one of their songs was in the very beginning. So yeah, that's one you need to check out if you like that, Jason. What is it? Pledge Night with Joey Belladonna. I'll check it out. I think I'm not- <laughs> I'll, I'll look. It's yeah. from like 1985. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I, I have no issues with what year. Yeah, we watched it at the Gore Club one night. It was great. <laughs> yeah. That's like a Hunt hunt the Frat Boys kind of slasher movie. Yeah. If I remember right? Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> it's kind of Hunt the Frat Boys, but it's like like a demon. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I saw the incantation was on the cover of Decibel because every time – Every time I look on the cover of Decibel, I'm always like, we were close. My band was close to being on the cover. We were just in the very back of the magazine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, I think it was Glenn Benton from DSI was on the one uh, our our little uh, blurb was in um, back in 2017, I think. So. Wow. I've never had a blurb. Yeah, we had a blurb. I can almost, I can almost quote it verbatim. It wasn't very much. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the writer was like, I thought I had heard every Grand Magus album that existed, and then I got a copy of this and realized I hadn't. 
five stars. I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> That's great. That's a great blurb. Yeah, man. It was awesome. Damn, it was like man. In a, it was like in a, like an unsigned, unheard segment in the magazine. So Still. Yeah, I mean, dude, I was like fucking over the moon. I bought like extra copies to show, like give the people. You know? was, was, that, like, um, out, you know? was that a Kevin Stewart Panko? Yes, was it was. Yep. Yeah. One of the great, uh, one of the great Canadians, in my ad, just because he, uh, exactly. he put us in there. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. Uh, every like, it feels like once a year, I randomly see him working a merch table, usually for like Hate Eternal or really? you know one of those affiliated bands, mm-hmm. and it's just out of nowhere. I'm like, hey, KSP, what's going on? Well, it's funny <laughs> because um, I hit him up for our next album, and like we were on like Electric Talent Records, which you know, and all for all intents and purposes, is pretty much. Um, a very independent label and he was like oh but you're signed now i was like yeah but am i really though i mean <laughs> i respected it though. i was like cool man thanks for your time yeah but i was like yeah i could i might argue counterpoints of being signed you know but uh but yeah so. yeah no i you're like at a certain point of the day like they're not paying us to like record anything they're not flying us to europe for a tour like this is not a label that's uh yeah, they might you know. like be paying fucking the Kunaki charge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like basically yeah, it was Kunaki like shipping. Yeah, basically it was like I'll print your CDs and recoup the cost through sales, and I'll keep the streaming, and I'll give you free PR and promote. So that was like the pretty much. Yeah, that's what we get. Yeah, you know? and it's fine because a lot of that's still worth some money. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that all that all helps. Uh, you know, it's not going to be the needle mover that's you know signing with like Century Media, but it's helpful. Sure. For sure. That's a good segue since you mentioned Century Media because uh, my two are both on Century Media, actually. Yeah. So I'll just go next, Mark, if you yeah. don't mind. <laughs> yeah. So I got two, what uh, I would consider these uh, safe uh, mainstream picks because they're on Century Media. So one just came out Friday, which is a new Spirit of Drift album. Um, let me look up the name real quick because I am not prepared. Ghost at the Gallows. Ghost at the Gallows, yeah, that's right. So yeah, like this guy, um, Nate Garrett, like I consider like the John Fogarty of like trad metal. Like this dude, every riff he writes and every like melody is like just fucking amazing. And like the amount of, like the, the amount of output this guy does is like every year it's something and it's all quality. It's like, it, it like blows my mind, like how consistent and how often we get stuff. Like last year was a two original songs and the rest was covers. That was 2022's uh, release. The year before that was a three-song EP of originals. Before that was a full-length album, uh, "Enlightening Eternity," I think was the name. And then, like, I think he had like a full-length album like every year before that for like since like 2016. Yeah, so, but like, on on most of those, crazy. isn't he playing it by himself? I think he actually has uh, people in a band now instead of doing everything himself. Yeah, or at least with the drummer. But yeah, I know for a lot of it, it was like just him doing yeah. all the guitars. See, and so. yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, Sean, did you but listen to this? Or go ahead, I've Jason. Listened, I've listened to it like four times. It's not my favorite album of theirs uh, right now. Probably won't be. Like I, I, like I like it. It's awesome. But like it's just like I think some of the earlier stuff might be like more, a little better for me personally. But there's some really heavy shit on here for uh, some trad metal. I mean, like it's a lot of mellow stuff and a lot of really heavy stuff. It's like kind of like a, it's like the heaviest and mellowest at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of weird just juxtaposition he's got in, but yeah, it's it's all good. I still it'll still be one of my probably like at least top six albums 
this year because there's still some stuff coming out that I haven't heard yet that I've got some favorites already that are ingrained in my head that I'll probably be one and two for sure. So, uh, so yeah, it's like, you know, I got a lot, there's a lot left to listen to before I make up my mind, but, uh, right. But yeah, this one, I, I dig it though. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't put it a top album, but it's a, uh, it's up there. Um, and then the other one is out coming out the day this releases on the 25th, this new ex mortis album, which, um, I'm fortunate to say I played on the same festival as them one time, even though it was a different day. Uh, it was still pretty cool to being on the same fest. So I was like, hell yeah, you know? Um, so this album is called, I don't know why I'm not prepared for this shit. I'm Necrophony. Let me see. Hold on, man. I'll tell you. Um, Necrophony. Yeah, I was trying to actually pronounce it uh, right. <laughs> I was like going over in my head. So yeah, um, this is uh, the first one since about 2020 or 19, I think they released the last one. So um, I don't play guitar, so I don't get my feelings hurt that much. But the drummer is pretty badass, so uh, it might make me uh, reconsider um, my uh, my career path after listening to this shit and get my feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes sometimes some bands can just do that to you. It's like, man, come on, why are you gonna be so good? <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel inadequate. <laughs> This is definitely but, uh, one of those like shred records where you're just kind of amazed at how yeah. nimble their their fingers are, and I'm just like, okay, that's uh, a skill set entirely alien to me. That's the awesome. neoclassical stuff they do is like pretty much like second to none uh, as far as like neoclassical shredding goes. Like I would put I would put the lead uh, guitar player up against uh, Yingbei pretty much any day. I mean. Honestly, he's he's that he's in that category. I think he might be better. I think his riffs were better. I mean, it, but it's Ingve though. I mean, Yngwie's, I'm gonna Yngwie's I'm just like gonna sit there and ball. say this about him is he's all hype at this point. He yeah. he's good, but is did he actually like ever grow? Did he actually ever grow and and like be bigger and better than? what he was or did he just sit there and achieve what he was and then just plateau uh, I think he plateaued at Rising Force to be honest with you exactly my point yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what was that 87 yeah uh, uh, I think it's 86 but I'm not sure I have to I have to look at my copy um, but yeah I mean so there's that you know but I mean <laughs> there's always people that are faster guns and better I think yeah and I actually didn't get to hear any of this because for some reason, because I don't do like the, the paid Spotify, every time <laughs> I go to click a Spotify link on something, it always plays some other band like first. Yes. And it, it like completely fucks me up and I'm just like, what the fuck? It's like, this isn't, I'm like old man over here, like fucking like, what the fuck, Spotify? <laughs> and I hate that yeah. shit. And obviously because they're on Century Media, there there are no fucking Bandcamp links that are ac- accurate to this album. Even though and there are other fucking bands on Century Media that have Bandcamp links to their albums. Uh-oh. <laughs> Manage your shit, guys. <laughs> Make your music accessible, guys. Yeah. People want to buy it, like me. Yeah, that's coming out. That's coming out Friday this releases. So if you're listening, it should Today. be out. <laughs> um so Sean, do you want to talk about those two albums first? 
Yes, I mean, uh, I think Spirit Adrift, I was really into them when they had that kind of like sludgier part when it was more of a solo project. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and now that they've gone kind of like full trad metal, uh, I like it. Um, but <laughs> it takes a little while for the songs to warm up to me because they are going for <laughs> things of like knockout choruses and things that stick with you. Yeah, yeah. And they're kind of epic. Uh, so kind of like listening to that band Haunt, uh, it takes me a little time, honestly, away from it to see what songs stick with me. Um, like, I think Spirit of Drift is great, and I, I like what they're doing. Um, but I'm always going to go gravitate towards like the cheesier end of trad metal than their like, very earnest trad metal, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, There's some sludge on this album. Like they don't. Oh, cool. Good. There yeah, it is. is. It's here and there. Yeah. Um, there's one called uh, Revenge, like Hanged Man's Revenge, like Hanged Man's Revenge. Yes. It's pretty heavy. It's like kind of sludgy. I think they just did a video for it, too. Um, and some, like, some of nice these, stuff like that, so. some of these they were already playing when they were on tour with Midnight. Mm, okay. Yeah. So um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I got I got a lot of respect for Nate Garrett, and I, I, I really like what he's doing. Uh, Ex Mortis, I mean... Uh, Los Angeles uh, band. I got a lot of friends over there, uh, and uh, I was able to see them one time when I was visiting the West Coast. Nice. And just seeing that stuff in person, you know, you're just like you picture the flames like from their fingers because it's just uh, yeah, it's just kind of like unreal. Um, and we were lucky; we actually got Chase uh, Chase Becker from Ex Mortis on uh on the blood letter album we just yeah released. so i commented on yeah. that it's a pretty good get because he, he's in warbringer also which is a pretty yes awesome i remember warbringer uh i don't know if he was in the band but i, I saw them here in town at a, one of the bigger venues i forgot who they're opening for but i remember the before like we was just kind of like um accepted to just like smoke like in public or whatever you know like probably 20 10 or 11 you know where i still had a little bit of stigma like the bass player just like lit up a joint on stage and it was like smoking it and like the <laughs> venue like had to get all like they had to like the sound guy had to like get on the PA and I like, told him they like put it out. <laughs> <laughs> and he did hey he man. better. Hey man, yeah. come on. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're a touring band, you're like, wait, what are the laws in the state? Exactly. Like, de- yeah. Oh yeah. I'm definitely in Indiana had to working door, you know, at Black Circle. There have definitely been people rolling in front of me where I was like, uh uh Hey, dude, could you do that anywhere that's not in my line of vision? Because yeah, uh, I'm not against that, but uh, I can't uh, let you do that in front of me on camera here. Thank yeah, you. exactly. And, you know, that's like where Anvil has the uh, song Nabbed in Nebraska, you know, because <laughs> of it being illegal in Nebraska and shit. And they they got their fucking ticket and shit like that. And yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, for me, like I said, I didn't get to listen to anything from Ex Mortis. I will though once it you know once it releases today, I'm gonna uh I'll do my download and shit like that. Uh, the Spirit of Drift album, I listened all the way up until the very last song, which is Ghost at the Gallow, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, man, I mean it checks all the boxes. There's there's some very sword riff stuff in there that I picked up on. There is uh, and your John Fogarty thing is I get, but 
Uh, honestly, I think the it's the it's the consistent output and quality of the yeah, job program. <laughs> absolutely. But no, like there's there's very much uh, thrash going on in this. There's some there's some doom. There's some sludge. There's some like singer songwriter type stuff, you know, and it's very very dynamic the whole way through and i just absolutely love that about it yeah all their albums are pretty much like that anyway so yeah it was very it was very in line with everything else yeah right and you know and looking at like the the notes on uh uh, the Bandcamp page it says recorded the album through the autumn equinox through All Hallows Eve 22 and it's just like right on dude hell yeah, yeah man he, he's all uh, Nate is like a really cool dude I did meet him at the uh, the midnight show when they played here in Louisville and he was just like working the merch table and just just a super rad guy so yeah, I definitely want to uh, see them again. And he's a and he's a young lifer, you know what I mean? Like he's uh, he's still a young dude, but he's been doing it a while. And mm-hmm. he's just it's it's all the uh, all the professionalism, the drive, the prolific output, all that stuff means a lot about his character. So I'm excited to see what he does. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, substantial uh, left turn from Gate Creeper, that's for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what he was in before he yeah. started Spirit Drift, you know. Right. Yeah. All right, so I guess I'm gonna go now, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're up. Uh, so I picked a couple of weird fucking albums for this month because I deep man. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I went hard fucking core deep, like, like in the paint on this, like, I need to do that next month for you guys. I I always feel like mine are my last two episodes have been really safe stuff. Well, that's because you're, you're a full-time dad too. And yeah. You know, you're a full-time dad, you're a full-time band dad, you're, you know, you're, you work full-time, you, you podcast full-time and then some, you know, so we get it, man. You can, you can, you can pick the safe ones sometimes. I appreciate that. Uh, so I picked, uh, Lucifungus 4, uh, <laughs> just because I saw the name on the metal archives, I was doing some research on a band coming up on the metal forge that I'd reached out to and it just struck me and it, it, it like hit my eye and I was just like, wow, that's kind of cool. And I listened to it and I was like, when did this come out? And, and, and it just so happened. It was just, you know, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. 31 minutes and 10 seconds. This is right up my alley here. And the black and white. I like black and white covers, too. So uh, Yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, they're from Australia. So right. nowhere nowhere near here. But, I mean, you look on the uh, the Bandcamp page, and it's it's got a lot of support going on for it. And it's a two-piece kind of stoner doom thing. I, uh, oh, yeah, I'll put this on my, I'll put this on my uh, listen list tomorrow. Yeah, I uh I played this um earlier today and it is the most stoned record I've heard in a while. <laughs> it is great. Yeah, it is super thick. Like contact high immediately like when I played it. 
uh, it was exactly what I wanted in like that thick, buzzy sludge. Yeah. Um, realm, but great, great sound, great tone. Yeah. And the label here, uh, Duminati, is pretty damn good too. I'd say that's a good label name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I just. Uh, I'm really wanting to to get that thing off the ground like that Jason and I have been talking about the uh we've been talking about the two the two man doom project thing and I really want to get it going just to just to do it. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like this is like kind of research for me a little bit because I like I said I wasn't looking them at looking them up specifically but it just kind of like whoa what what was that kind of hit me and it was just like okay cool and yeah i completely dug it and doing the same thing you know it's like you know what i got that band from there what about looking through something else that through the metal archive album releases for august which is where i came out with uh uh i'm gonna like butcher this name because it's french it's uh uh muna damn I guess is the way it's uh, pronounced. Um, and the album is Delure <laughs> de Rinatere, which is yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can't, I don't speak French. The only uh, French I speak is Dave Mustaine French. <laughs> how do you, how do you spell that? I'll look it up real quick. Uh, what do you mean? The name, the band name. Uh, M O O N A A D E M. Okay. Got but it. the album title actually uh, translates to "Rebirth Pain," and it is one man ambient black metal uh, from France, and it is absolutely fucking ridiculously heavy. It, like, you should go on tour with uh, Black Braid. <laughs> uh, it is super. It's super art core, honestly, to me, because there's so much. Uh, there, there are a lot of like ambient sounds going on behind all of the guitar and all of just the other noise core stuff that's in there as well. So, I mean. It's definitely not my cup of tea kind of thing. But again, just like the horrendous album, I know about 20 people I can refer to and they would completely dig it immediately just because of, you know, how off of the path that it is. Yeah, one thing I thought was really cool about this record um, is when I hear ambient black metal in my mind I think of songs that are like 10 plus minutes and they're kind of like amorphous and mm -hmm. you know like uh, but these are tight these are like 4 minute songs and they feel cohesive uh, and they did still have the ambient uh, quality uh, so I thought it was a pretty cool uh, like more concise version of, of that genre uh, and like you said extremely heavy yeah and honestly I think with this album, you know, there is some ambient black metal stuff out there that you can take track by track. 
obviously. But yeah. I believe, like how you had said, you know, but those tracks are, you know, 10 plus minutes, things like that. I think that where, you know, he had, or they have, he has, uh, whatever, um, a minute 21, a 315, a four and a half minute. You know, I think that's the whole idea of it is it's just individual parts of one big cohesive thought. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like concept albumed out, which is cool. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, Dave Lombardo um, drum album he put out, which is like just a one big long track, but just separated, you know, by by song titles, basically. <laughs> he needs to do that with Slayer albums that he played on. Just release the drum tracks. <laughs> It wasn't boring. I, it wasn't as boring as I thought it would be. I, I mean, I wouldn't listen to it like I probably wouldn't listen to it again anytime soon. But like, I wasn't like like that was about what I expected. I mean, it was actually really good, like for what it was. It was just like him playing drums over like this real ambient keyboard. There was like no guitar, really no nothing except for drums and a, a keyboard to fill in the space in the back. Yeah, but it was like pretty engaging. So it's like it sounds like submersive, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it was like a lot of, I think it was like a lot of his like Cuban influence stuff coming out and stuff he really couldn't do in Slayer, you know? I mean, I don't think there was any, uh, I don't think there's any room for like a Latin rhythm and fucking raining blood or anything like that, you know? <laughs> so like he's kind of like spread his wings a little bit. I, I mean, mean that been, may you know? have, that, you know, maybe, maybe if there was a Latin rhythm in raining blood, it would have been an actual full song at that point. Uh, it'd be funny, like if the uh, like on Angel of Death when he does the uh, double bass um, drum fill, and he just starts hitting like a steel drum or some <laughs> shit, you know, <laughs> while he's doing it to get that flavor in there. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, definitely uh, thumbs up on everybody's uh, picks for sure. Because like I said, hopefully, well, we can say um, the ones that are released, we can vouch for. We still got, I still got X Mortis. Yeah. Back. We still have X Mortis to listen yet. to. It could, it could suck, um, but I think it'll be good. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Jason, uh, what do you have for, uh, what do you want to promote this that's coming up? Um, just steel and stone fest, uh, tickets on sale. Uh, <laughs> we're still three months out. <laughs> yeah. Still three months out. Tickets going fast. Uh, we've sold uh, four out of a hundred. Oh, shut up. But Don't tickets say going fast. You want to buy them now before you uh, miss out. Yeah. Because this is a limited edition show. This is only limited to a hundred people. So, and you yeah, know, so the idea behind it is everyone's all about these like four day festivals, like big, huge headliners. I'm like, well, fuck that. I was like, why can't I just like have like five to six really good bands? Uh, that way it's like a hundred percent of the bands are, are, uh, a plus and there's no filler. You know, you get there at uh seven o'clock, you hear a really good band. You get there at uh, 12 o'clock, you hear a really good band. You get there anytime between you hear a really good band. There's no, there's no bullshit like, uh, we're not throwing Papa Roach on there just for a, you know, a, a name people might recognize. This is all, uh, these are all bands that I can vouch for that are, that are excellent. And, right. uh, so it's Twisted Tower Dyer coming over from Raleigh for their only show of the year. Uh, probably last couple years, actually. Oh, uh, cool. Children of Reptiles coming over from Wilmington for their only show here in the area. Uh, Overload's coming down from Kentucky for their only show in the area. Yes, they are. <laughs> and then you got Oblivion Throne, All Hell, 
uh, opening and then us in there somewhere. So who's us? Uh, Temptations Wings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, uh, it's a small place. There's no bad seats. Um, you're up close and in their face. Uh, you can talk to the band afterwards. You can find the merch table easy. You can step outside if it gets hot and you can buy some good local craft beer. They have a kitchen, which is pretty good um, to me anyway. You can buy you can get a vegan fare or just carnivore fare, which, you know, that's my uh, that's my side of the menu that I order from. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, the weather will be nice. Uh, it will be dark at uh, 6 o'clock, uh, which is always good for a metal show. And, uh, yeah, so just come on down. Uh, if you're, like, within a two-hour drive, or actually, I would say a four-hour drive, it's well worth your time. Uh, yep. Unless you're Mark Jackson and have to go five-hour drive. But that's yeah, a story. <laughs> that is a different story. Uh, and that is November 10th, uh, Steel and Stone yes. Fest at steelstonefest.com. It will yeah, get every you. Every pre order guaranteed, uh, guaranteed uh, compilation CD. Yes. Um, if you get there late, I'm only making, I'm only making like 50 uh, if the pre orders don't hit 50. So that's all that's all that's going to be printed um so if you into with super limited edition compilation cds which i'm sure there's somebody out there that is um then come and get this one uh, buy a ticket and you'll get one <laughs> hell yeah um sean what do you have coming up well i love first of all i love that uh that there's a cd with admission i, I love that yeah stuff. um so that's a really cool detail for that for that fest man uh, can i give uh, you the anecdote for that uh my drummer mike taylor uh was in a band called surviving thalia back in the mid 2000s um uh, you know like 2004 to like 2009 and um uh, the cool fucking thing about it is, is when they did their CD release shows that they worked that into the price of admission was yeah. where they, they, re, they always released it. And then I've always wanted to do that as well because it it's cool because it's like, Hey, you don't have to like go to the table and buy the album. We're going to give you the album for coming in the fucking door. Yeah. Thank you. Take this. Yeah, and then and then it's funny because then other bands have caught on to it over the years. Uh, Metallica, uh, they started doing that, and you know, and I was glad to say that I was doing it well before they did. <laughs> I mean, the price of, the price Metallica's charging now, they should give you the whole fucking discography on vinyl for what you're fucking paying for. It. <laughs> Four <laughs> times over. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Come on. You know, I'm still glad that uh, we haven't heard of any kind of uh, light truss falling down yet for those uh, platform seats. Uh, only when they uh, do the uh, DVD, if they still do that stuff anymore, like uh, cunning stunts. Oh, by the way, uh, inside joke, we're back at zero. So um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah. You brought up uh, Slayer earlier, anyways. <laughs> And they count too, because it's a big four okay. mention. God damn yeah. it. So you know what, Jason? I'm gonna amend that rule. Every time that that happens, we each have to put a dollar in a jar. Well, okay. You you said Megadeth and mentioned Joey Belladonna, so you've Yeah, I know. Back. And yeah, I know, and you just mentioned them too. Okay. So well, there yeah, you go. Fine, fine. I'll get the jar and is this like a swear jar for when you talk about the big four? Yes. yes. 
Okay. Because <laughs> dude, they take up so much. They take up so much and like air out of the room. It's like nobody else gets talked about because like it's always like big four or like big one, you know. And it's yeah. Like, but there's and, other band. And that's no, and that's the other reason why I picked the two bands that I picked is because I don't want to. I don't want to talk about their albums coming out anymore because this is the reason why I'm doing this this segment of the show is because their albums, you know, uh, Metallica's last album lasted maybe two fucking months because we did a 60-day deal and we were like, wow, I really don't listen to it anymore. Nothing really stood, stood around. You know, so that's why I was like, you know, let's start talking about fucking you know, independent bands, albums. So fuck yeah. It all comes around. Let's start see? talking about Lucifungus. Yeah, yeah. Lucifungus <laughs> and fucking, uh, you know, Ex Mortis and fucking Incantation and Spirit Adrift. And, and um, yeah, so I interrupted and completely tangented there. What do you have coming up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Grave Ripper's out next week. Uh, season streaming death their new album if you liked radiated remains their first ep uh yes this is just like production wise like even meaner faster heavier uh sounds great and the songs are really uh like they're they're just like well-greased machines they're just a battering ram of like black thrash riffs uh so that's coming out colony drop i have uh, a really limited edition vinyl uh, and that's really fun crossover thrash. If you like, um, let's see, like Japanese hardcore, carnivore, stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, just got a couple, I got a couple other albums out the rest of the year. Um, so I'm. it's going to be a busy couple months for sure. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm excited for every single one of them. Definitely. Don't man. you have a, a tape uh, promotion to come out to you? Yeah, yeah. I just did a, a tape promotion. Uh, I wanted to release a couple of like the more extreme death metal and black metal records that I liked that didn't have tape editions yet. So right. I did a band from uh, Oakland called Larva, and that's like really gruesome death doom. Uh, mm. Snorlax, named after the Pokemon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Australian band. Uh, well, Australian solo project by Brendan Ald, and uh, that's awesome. That's I'm. That I was I was not sure I'd get that one because uh, he's in he's in kind of high demand and he's really talented. Uh, and then I got a Mirdad uh, from Pennsylvania, and uh, I actually commissioned them to do like a uh, an exclusive track for their tape. There's oh, nice. like a ten minute side B that yeah. was just made specifically for that tape. Fuck yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, so not everybody can operate like that, um, but. Uh, the the dude who who runs Mirdad and primarily writes the songs is such like uh, is such an awesome like creative you know like uh, kind of like me he's kind of like a hermit so I think we identify with each other and I just nudge at him you know and, and I'm like dude I, I would love to hear a little more I would love to hear something a little weirder and I, ju- I just kind of <laughs> challenge him you know dude yeah. that's rad it's uh it's awesome watching like a, a real artist like that uh and his music sounds like if david lynch was a metalhead right it's kind of like what it sounds like to me um so uh it's always fun getting something back where i was like uh 
you know, I'm the first person to hear to hear this fresh madness. So. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna order that because uh, I'll be good for my unsleeved uh, stuff that I do every month. It's just showing yeah. off, showing off like rare stuff I get, like at shows or order and stuff like that. So I'm gonna get it just for that reason, actually. Um, Dude, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll definitely toss in a couple other uh, tape treats for you because I, oh, nice. well, I will. Uh, I will talk them up and uh, and show them off in great detail. Hell yeah! Oh, thank you, thank you, brother. Yeah, Hell yeah. Obviously, you know, uh, me, uh, uh, the big goddamn metal show is coming up. We are less than uh, 60 days now out. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Oh, it's coming close. <sighs> now I'm starting to get nervous. See, <laughs> it's like, but Wayne, none of the bands. Have <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, man, it's a, it's, a, it's tricky, man. Like you, you always hope for the best. So you really don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, it, my don't. life is totally, you know, and that's the weird thing. I guess my life is totally Wayne's world at this point. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting, it's like it's two chimps on a Davenport in a basement, you know? It's like a yeah. chimp in a barber chair in a fucking black and red room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, so the big goddamn metal show uh, is coming up October 13th, Friday the 13th, with Throne of Iron in their uh, first ever Louisville performance. Hell yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, sub, uh, sublining that night is Eulogy and Blood, Storm Toker, Rifle, um, uh, Kill the Crown. <laughs> I can't, don't even know my own fucking show. Uh, uh, kill the crown <laughs> and uh, half caster, and then uh, October fourteenth, Saturday the fourteenth is uh, headlining snafu, overload, baptize, cur, uh, P- promise of plague, mix, uh, misery, machina, and mothrog. Hell yeah, that's gonna be fucking awesome. Obviously, uh, overload's playing with solicitor at, uh, at the end of September at Portal. And so go check that out. It's September 26th. Um, it's going to be my mom's 70th birthday. So hell yeah. Did you buy her birthday to her? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, no, she, uh, she probably wouldn't have came out. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's cool. I get it. I mean, have her run the door. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> like old times, right? Yeah. Dude, that was actually one of my fondest memories of like growing up. The first like fucking like kind of like really big show, like kind of like an all day kind of thing I was gonna do. Uh was like that and it ended up raining, so we had to move it inside the building and it was just like we made the best of it the best we could. And we ended up turning it into like a free show and just completely eating the cost of everything and just was like having fucking fun. Like you said, I, how we opened the show, we're like sometimes that's that's the point of it is you throw yourself a party and the money's gone, but like the memories are there and the connections are there, you know? Yeah. 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 And, you know, and that's the whole thing is, you know, that – those memories and those connections outweigh the fucking, the garbage of everything else. And I think that's really where it's at. So hell yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, what do you all want to, what do you all want to play out of one of, uh, 
one of these songs. Because I'm just going to fucking do it. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, we should um, do a, a Lucifer Fungus. Let Sean take the band. Yeah, I want I want Lucifer Fungus. Slugs are the enemy. <laughs> you heard him. Slugs are the enemy. Thank you, everybody. I love you.
game, Church of Coins presents Hot in Hellfire, No Sleep Till Death, starting Thursday, August 24, 2023, Reverb Lounge in Omaha, with select dates in Chicago, Detroit, Newport, Indianapolis, Brooklyn, Wallingford, Philadelphia, Washington, Atlanta, Pensacola, Lafayette, and more. Check listings on Facebook and the Haunt the Nation fan No sleep till death. In a time of madness and deceit, its coming was foretold. And now, Soul Grinder has returned to become Felden Crusher. From the band who brought you the prophecy of blight comes a terrifying new chapter that will leave you changed forever. This summer, dawn the armor of atrophy. Let plasma crush away and become In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop 
the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com. BigCartel.com What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey 
Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. (laughs) 